everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are bombarded with negative news, stories of bad things that are happening in this world, chaos, pain. And the one thing that overcomes them, God says in his word, is that we overcome them by the word of our testimony, which is how God is moving in our lives, but also the blood of the lamb, which is the completed work of Jesus. So join me as I chat to people from all walks of life and locations as they share of how they encountered Jesus and the incredible journey he has taken them on since then till now and will continue to. We look forward to hearing how God has inspired and blessed so many people around the world and how those news can help lead others to Christ. So welcome. We are so blessed to have you and I pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Living Unashamed podcast. I am here with my beautiful friend Noemi, who I met in Switzerland when we were doing YWAM, but she's actually now in Brazil with YWAM. And um, yeah, I'm excited to hear with you what um, her first encounters with Jesus were and how he took her on this journey that transformed her life pretty radically Um for his glory. So thank you for joining us today, Naomi. Uh, thank you, Ruth, for the invitation as well, because it was really random, because I I normally don't go watch my message uh, on Messenger, and then that day I decided to go, and there was like, oh, Ruth, contact me. That's <laughs> interesting. So it was really fun. I, I really appreciate that you remember me and reach out to me so yeah so for the ones that are hearing my name is Mimi I'm 33 years old I'm Portuguese born in Switzerland living in Brazil weird but yeah that's a a missionary life and yeah uh, my journey up to here has been roller coaster I like that word it explains so much people's lives I think is a good metaphor to explain our lives and yeah we have the ups and downs and the u-turns and the the full circles and all of that and uh trying to find and reach the finishing line and it's scary and exciting at the same time and yeah that's how my journey with God has been has been and I've been, so I was born in a Christian family. Both my parents are Christian. I was raised in the Sunday school bench and I grew up in that environment. I uh, was baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was like 14 or 15. I don't remember properly, but I think like since the beginning, I was something that I was trying to find out for myself, the faith. Like I wanted the faith to be my own and not just like my parents uh, had the same faith as me. Uh, so it was always that thing of like trying to figure it out. Is it true? Is it not true? Does God really exist? Why am I going to church every Sunday just to follow up my parents or just to, I don't know, trying to find. This sounds cliche, but I was trying to find the meaning of life. But <laughs> And then uh, when I was 17, I decided to get baptized. Um, but then you you would think that like, oh, now she found her way. She will stay with 
uh, God and grew up and be, uh, I don't know, happily ever after. But I think I something that I've been wondering a lot is like, the more you try to reach out to God, the more the enemy tries to reach out to you. And so that's what happened with me. I, after that, uh, my faith was not firm enough. And with uh, several things going on in my life and me trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, uh, where I would like to go to, I quit church. I stopped going to church. I started just living life and trying to find, I don't know, worthiness perhaps for myself because I always had a little bit of low self-esteem so I really never liked myself and so I was trying to find like some appreciation somewhere and relationships were the uh, my temporary solution that I found out but I'm not gonna tell you all my life story but uh a really key point in all of that was with my first relationship, like all the happy family environment, the really good student and daughter kind of like fell apart. And so it was really stressful uh, uh, in my family because my parents were worried, but at the same time, they really didn't know exactly how to deal with all of the things i was going through because i was always someone that kept everything inside of me so i would not share i would not tell them anything that's what i was going through and with all of that um my boyfriend at the time was not a good person he was really manipulative and he was always trying to make me view a different way and make me do the things that he wanted to do and so um and this family was also a broken family it was a really weird relationship between all of them because my boyfriend didn't like his father he refused to call his father father and then the yeah then the wife and her husband they were married i think he they told me he was a christian i don't really think so but anyways but she had a really weird job. She was, uh, I don't know exactly how to say that in English, but SNM uh, uh, professional, if you can call that. But she was a dominatrix, something like that, whatever that is. Uh, it was really weird because she spent all day, she would work at night and spend all day sleeping. And so it was a really uh, weird family. But anyways, moving forward, uh, the parents were not having a good relationship with each other. At some point, they uh, decided to separate, or better yet, the mom left home. And the dad blamed my boyfriend for it. And so uh, after one week of they separated, I was with them. I was helping them to, uh, to move to another apartment. And then the dad suddenly shows up and he took out something from his pocket. At the time, I couldn't see exactly what it was, but I heard the sound, I felt something and I ran because he was shooting everyone. 
And so that's where my <laughs> uh, life turned upside down. And so uh, I ran and I fell, I lie down, I eaten be, uh, behind a car uh, like 20 meters. And then uh, after, and I noticed that I had been shot and I was bleeding on my chest. And I knew something <laughs> that could not be good news. And so I was not really living my life with God, but I think I always said like in the back of my mind that perhaps God did exist. So I didn't make like ultimatum prayer, or like if you exist, please heal me. I didn't do those kinds of prayers. I, I just like generally said, God help me. I didn't say anything else. I just said that sentence and that was it. God help me. And then I suddenly felt like a supernatural peace all over my my body. And like my mind was so peaceful and I was like, okay, everything's gonna be okay. Everyone was stressed all around me. People came to um, help me. And there was a clinical by the, by, uh, beside the, the street. So uh, the doctors from there, the nurses from there came right away to... Wow to give me first aid and they called the ambulance and everyone was stressing and I was like really chilled. I was like, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> and people were like calling me, uh, uh, we should call your parents. Uh, who should I call your mom or your dad? And I was like that. And then I was like, no, no, call my mom. I think my mom, she will manage the news in stressful situations better than my dad. Thank God I had that, uh, still that reasoning in my mind. And so, uh well moving fast forward i was okay i as you can see i'm here <laughs> but <laughs> the uh the bullet it entered on my chest like one centimeter from my heart and he came out on my back like less than two centimeters from my spine so wow. i like even my doctor that uh, did sur surgery on me was like, your daughter to my parents, your daughter is a miracle. It's a miracle. I have no idea how she survived. Like there was so many things that could have gone wrong and the bullet just missed everything that was vital. And we were able to uh, fix everything quite right away. I did, the bullet did damage some of uh, my left, my left lung. But like one month afterwards, I was already like going, uh, doing my normal life. Like I woke up in the ICU and the first thing I said to my mom was, mom, I want to go to England. And she was like, what? <laughs> you just like you had, you faced that. You are still in hospital bed and you are talking about future plans. What, what are you even <laughs> talking about? And I was like, I, I don't know. I just felt like I should say that to you. I, I want to go to England. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> but then, and the truth is, one month and a half later, I was already living in Cambridge. So, uh, wow. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> yeah, I went to England and I was like, I think I just, it was not for the right reasons because, um, 
I'm not giving too many details, but at the time I was struggling a lot with lots of uh, bad thinking, and so and with my mom trying to like she, I think she just was her way of dealing with things, and she was really thankful to God that He didn't allow me to to die. And so, but she would share my story with everyone, and I didn't like that. And so, I think one of my reasons to go to England was to kind of like run away from all of that. And I just wanted to to be far from everyone that knew the story. I wanted to be far for that crazy family. And even if I still, I was still dating that guy. Uh, we didn't finish our relationship right away. Just a few months afterwards. Uh, when I was already in England, but I was just, I don't know. I'm really good at running away when things turn too tough. That's like my, uh, how do you call it? First reaction. Like you say, there's a saying in English, a fight or flight reaction. I'm, I do just flight when it's like about me. Like when it's about other people, I can fight. But when it's like related to me, myself, I do choose the flight one. And so that's that's what I did. I went to England. I was studying there, working there. And I lived there for seven months. And I was, you would be thinking, okay, she now, she got saved her and she will be back to her father's arms and everything will be okay. No. Not really. I didn't understand why God gave me a second chance. And the, I blame myself. I put all the blame uh, over me. I didn't blame the guy who shoot me. I didn't blame my ex-boyfriend. I didn't blame my family. I blame only me. And so because I was having this uh, really self-loathing feelings and everything else, I couldn't figure out what was worthy enough of uh, like what was the word I had that God gave me a second chance? It's like, I couldn't see it. There was no way I couldn't see it at the time. And so I was walking really a self-destruction path. Mm -hmm. uh, I would just have, I don't know, uh, adventures, one time standings or just uh, living life in frame. Uh, I did like some... I don't know, alcohol and stuff, but mainly what I did was I focus on an uh, online game that I was playing and I would spend like nights in blank playing the game and I would spend days just like automatic uh, moving, like go to work, from work, go to school, from school, go to home, come at home, spend the night playing the game. I I would spend sometimes like more than 36 hours awake and then I would sleep for 24 hours and then I would again spend more two days awake and that's like wow. I was living like that. I just, I don't know, I was trying to have my mind busy with other things and not allow me to think. That's what I was doing. I didn't want to, to think uh, because I knew if I decided those thoughts to uh, to infest my mind I would take some action from it and I didn't people say that people with suicidal thoughts the ones that 
try to kill themselves, they are cowards. Uh, I don't know if they are cowards or brave, but it's a struggle. It's a struggle to try to, uh, you don't want to be alive, but at the same time, like the, the thing that made me not do it was still my family because um, they were still a really big part of me and, and, and they were really important. So the, the thing that ground me was like, if I do take this uh, option and if I do kill myself, then I would make my parents and my brother, little brother and little sister suffer and i didn't want to be uh causing suffering to them so that was my reason to like the thing that stopped me and that really like never allowed me and i think also god put those feelings inside of me to not allow me to to take that uh, uh that step and then after seven months of this i i really like I couldn't take it anymore of being alone and there and all of that. And I think that I was like really just getting worse and worse. And so I decided to go back. Like my parents went there to visit me. And when there was, I, I knew they would have to go back. And I was like, can I go with you? I, I can't stay here anymore. I want to go with you. And so that's like little by little, I tried to find something to do. And so it was a, a long process. Like I was 19 when I was shot and I lived until my 24, 25 years old without like really uh, having a standing about going to church or not. And then in meanwhile, my parents moved to Switzerland and I went with them. And in Switzerland, I start to be part of the church again and trying to find something to be useful. So I would also serve in the church. I was the girl with projects the lyrics on the screen and I was doing like techie stuff. Like I always enjoyed those kinds of technology things. That's why I also, when I was in Switzerland, I decided to, to take IT as my degree. And so I was trying to give some, I don't know, anchors to give anchors to me and to make me uh, stay put and try to um, find some balance to my life. Mm -hmm. But my relationship with God was still like, I don't want to talk with him because I'm sure if I start to pray and start to uh, build this relationship with him, I'm going to hear things I don't want to hear. And so I would always try like just do the minimum required, you know, you go to church, people ask you to pray, you pray, you sing some worship songs and you do the service and you speak with people, but everything is just that, not really like relational at all. It was just, I don't know. Uh, but there was one Sunday and that's funny because uh, he was a pastor, he's a Switzerland, and he was a guest pastor that came to pre preach at our church. But he's been living in Australia, so he uh -oh. has been living in Perth for a while. And uh, in the end of the service, I went to chat a little bit with him because 
I missed speaking in English. French, there's nothing like with English. So I was like, I should speak with English with him. And I was speaking and he was the one like telling me, you should do a DTS. And I was like, what? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Yeah, you should go to YWAM. My church has really good contact with YWAM. So yeah. I was like, what, what even is YWAM? I don't know what that is. And uh, so YWAM the, in French is J'aime. Jeunesse en mission. And in my church, I had heard about that. But I always thought it was something, organization that was uh, working with the worship songs, because all our worship lyrics, they were on their website. So I never associate that as a missionary organization whatsoever. For me, it was someone that worked with lyrics. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, let me search what this is all about. I don't plan to go to Australia. That's too far. But let's see if there's something like close by. And so I was searching. And the first it when I, I Google it was YWAM Lausanne in Switzerland. And I was like, okay, two hours and a half from here. I don't have to take care of passport or visa or anything. My dad can just drive me there. And so I think that should be fine. Uh, and the most, like, looking back, you can definitely see that was God guiding mm -hmm. me. Because the three points are, on that Sunday before sp speaking to the pastor, I did a ultimatum prayer to God. I said, either you change my life 180, and I, I have to take a stand. I cannot, like, be one foot in the world one foot inside the church and being this like not moving forward not moving backward I was just like paralyzed in the crossroad and I was like I need something and either you change my life 180 or I have to take a stand because I cannot live like this anymore yeah. and so there was that and then another point is I was working but I only had a three month uh, contract and after that, I had to find another job, but I was really not willing to send my CVs and find another job. And I was pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then when I heard about this, I was trying to search for it. And I called while I was on and uh, Julia was the one answering my, the phone. And she was like, I was like, do you still have openings for DTS and uh, this month, uh, the next month and she was like, because the DTS was starting in two weeks and she was like yes, yes, we still have free places, you can come and I was like, okay I'll I'll sign up and yeah. I was like, oh, I still have to talk to my pastor though and my pastor was not at, in the country so I had to wait for him to come back and I actually only applied one week before and my last day of my job was exactly the starting day of BTS. Uh -huh. So that's like, <laughs> there's no better timing than that. And if that's not God, I have no idea. I don't believe, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in luck. So that should uh, tell you a little. That's like a 10 year journey since I was shot. Cause I was 29 when I decided to go to, to youth with a mission. Oh, wow. this missionary school and so it was a roller coaster and 
if you think I'm at the right place right now, not sure. I'm still having my doubts. Still, I'm not really like certain that whatever I'm doing is right or not. But I'm. I do feel like peaceful about this. Like there's something here. I have no idea what it is. Um, I've been with YWAM for three years now, and it's been some changings and all of that, but I'm going somewhere. Like I can feel I'm going somewhere. I'm not sure exactly what. I have no idea what God has in store for me. And even like doing this Bible school is something I wanted, I don't want at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, I still like being confronted with his word and with all of that. And uh, sometimes, you know, whatever you are living in a community, uh, it's not um, just roses and peace and flowers and everything is lovely, lovely. No, that people are people. Yeah. And so wherever you are, if you're working with people in teams, or uh, there will be, uh, how do you call it? I would not say like conflicts, like really bad conflicts, but there will be tension for sure. There will be tension and you cannot agree with everything every time. And um, it's not that they are wrong. They just think differently. So you are confronted with all of those kinds of feelings and those kinds of situations. So I'm really on that phase now where I, I, I was a staff and now I'm a student, but since I was a staff and I know staff things, I'm a student staff. So I'm, I'm studying at the same time, organizing things as a staff as well. So it's been you know, like a little bit pushing me mm. uh, and stretching me, but it's good because some of the things I'm doing, I do enjoy doing them. And we just finished this last week, uh, me and another uh, person from here. She's from the Netherlands. And so we are both Europeans in a Brazilian community. So <laughs> it helps to have a, a sister from the same culture. And uh, we decided to organize an English immersion week. And so it was so really good because all of them, like I was... I was thinking that probably would not be okay. They would not give them like, they would not be fully committed, but everyone was so amazing. Like we, we told them like from morning until uh, the evening, uh, during all our day activities, you should not speak a word in Portuguese, only English. That's the commitment they had to do. And they did it and they did it well. And by the end of the week, even those that were really, they didn't like English or they didn't barely know any word in English, they were able to, at the end of the week, give a feedback, like basic sentence, but they were able to give a feedback in English. And I was like, oh, that's that's amazing. It was it was so cool to, to see the improvements and to see like how God does transform mindsets yeah because some of them really didn't like english and didn't want to learn and by the end of the week they they were speaking and they were going for it and they were like saying i think i i will enjoy learning english so like that had the same way that god changed my mindset and seeing that he changes the mindsets of other people 
is always something that uh, uh, leaves me amazed. And I think it's so, so cool that like God is a personal God. And I know this is uh, YWAM jargon, but I'm, I'm still going for it. <laughs> and to, to know God, to make him known, and is to have really, uh, is built on a relationship. And it's not, I'm not just talking about relationship in the sense like you do the minimum required because that's not relationship, that is just doing tasks. And, uh, and God doesn't want that from us. So like you can see from since the beginning, God is a relational God. He like, he himself is three in one. Like how amazing is that? Like you divide yourself in three persons the, the, in a way that you can have relation, a, a relationship like with one another. I know it's weird. Someone will not understand this, but that's like the essence of God is a relational God. And so like since the beginning, like he would go with walking with Adam and Eve in at the garden. He would speak face to face with Moses. He would always like show care to make himself known to his people. And that's his story. And even nowadays, like people sometimes have the, weird idea that that was only for Israel or that was only for the Old Testament like nowadays God doesn't care about us but I don't I don't see it like that because God like when you put effort in your relationship with him he will show himself and most of the times he will show himself in ways that you didn't imagine but most of the time it's just true simple ways I don't know, like for myself, God speaks me like directly uh, through the Bible, but also through nature. And every time like I see something, I don't know, just simple things. Like the other day, we were going through a rough time here at the base and like uh, the leadership had to quit. We had changing this in staff, people left, people, we were having some struggles here, but God showed me a butterfly and I was like what does this even mean and then like he gave me the understanding I was searching about butterflies like why a butterfly and I was searching for it and then I realized butterflies they to become beautiful and a butterfly they have to go through the metamorphosis phase and according to the experts, I have no idea how they found out that, but they say they go through uh, uh, a really uh, tough process. It's long process. Some of them, they, they could take, I don't know how many months to, to, to become a butterfly. But even during those tough times, um, they say they, they don't feel any pain because they release, they have a hormone that during that time that they release that kind of numbs their pain. So it's wow. a tough process, but they are being taken care and they are not feeling the pain. And so, but it's a transformation. And it's like, every time you have an obstacle in front of you or something like that, and you feel like you want to quit, you don't want to go over the struggle, but God is with you. And that's something really important. You are not alone. You are going 
and you are doing it and if it's god's will and god is telling you to go he will not like leave you alone he will go before you will go he'll be with you while you're going through it and he will stay with you and you will make sure that the process is the painless the more painless possible it can be yeah for sure sometimes it's still painful but i imagine that without him would be even worse and so i think like thinking about all those small things is some of some of the the wisdom tips <laughs> i have been trying to figure it out and god has been giving to me and so yeah just chill don't worry god is there for you <laughs> and even when it seems he's not he is because even when i was far from it i ran away from church i didn't want to be with him and the the moment i said god he i felt him like right beside me so he never is never too far from you like we are the ones running away from him because yeah. he, he he is always like there for us and that's I sure I didn't speak too much. I don't think I don't know if I have anything else to share, but that's it. No, it's um yeah. So much wisdom, so much um yeah, I've I've always found your story inspiring and um just just the fact that God God is so relational and he pursues us, you know, and you know, you and I kind of um bonded at YOM on a few similar things in our journey. I mean, I wasn't shot, but <laughs> that's that's your journey. But, um, yeah, that, that whole running away kind of thing. And um, it's just beautiful how in that moment when you think this is the end and you cry out to God, like an, as an honest cry out, he just catches you. Like uh, it kind of reflects that idea of like, he desires that none shall perish, but all would come to acknowledging him and repenting in him. And, you know, he He chose you and he called you before any of that stuff ever happened and he was always pursuing you. But because you were running away, it was putting you in situations that weren't the healthiest and caused you to be in dangerous situations, but he was still there and the fact that he saved you and he now shifted your life to where you are now I mean you are literally in a different country to what you grew up in and you are changing people's lives even just that English thing you were saying like you helped by just putting on that immersion English immersion thing like you have helped people who might not have known a lot of English learn English yeah, even if it's a little bit or a lot and that is life-changing just language itself yet alone you know, what you are doing in Brazil. And I just think it's extraordinary. And, um, yeah, thank you for being so honest and open about the journey you've been on because the reality is it is a journey. It's not you come to know Christ and then, you know, you never turn back, you never look back. You, it's a daily process of giving yourself to God every day and going, yeah, okay, my flesh may want to be battling this right now, but I'm going to keep choosing you, God, because I know in my spirit that you are who you say you are. 
Um, and when you said that currently you, you're not, sometimes you're not too sure still about where you're going or what you're doing, or, you know, you want to be somewhere, but you're also not too sure. I'm reminded that uh, when we were at YWAM, I can't remember which speaker it was, but they said that, um, you know, when you step out into something, we have this flawed process that we think that we have to wait until God 100% confirms something before we step out. And he said, actually, most of the time, it's usually God will give you a 50% incline, inclination or idea or a nudge. And faith is when you take that, not having the full picture, but then he shows you as you continue to step out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is really cool. And I feel like that's definitely what you're doing. Like, okay, you might not have had the big picture, but even just the fact that you said yes to YWIM in Lausanne and then yes to Brazil and you know it's awesome what you're doing and um I'm so glad that that God did turn your life around and he is taking you on these incredible journeys with him um yeah so how what led you to choose Brazil Well, let's be honest, I didn't choose Brazil. God chose for me because Brazil was the last place I had (laughs) thought. Like, even, like, before I went, I never felt attracted to Brazil because I'm Portuguese. I know Portuguese. And I was like, if I want to go some country, I would like to go the farthest away from my cultural and my language. So, Hmm. um, since I grew up, in a church in Portugal where there's a lot of Brazilians and African people and Portuguese mixed together. So there were cultures I already had some knowledge of, at least I thought I had some knowledge of. God changed my mind when I came to outreach in Brazil. But anyways, I came to, when I came the first time I came to Brazil, God changed my heart about Brazilian people. I saw them differently. But I I still thought like, okay, it was a, a good mission trip to Brazil. I'm, I don't regret going, but I never felt like I would come in back. Yeah. And then when I was back in YWAM Lausanne in Switzerland and I was staffing a DTS, uh, uh, we had a really crazy journey as well on that staffing journey. And it's like there was COVID again. And half of us got COVID. And so when it came to the outreach uh, date, because we were going to uh, North Africa and then South Africa, uh, there was two teams. And then uh, two days before we went to to have our tests, COVID tests to fly, uh, to be able to fly. And then half of us were still testing positive, even though there was like two months afterwards, but we were still having and so we had to reschedule everything and we had one week to prepare again everything and hear from God again like where we should go and the reality was uh, at that point in time there was only two countries in the whole world would where you would be able to fly in with no COVID test and there was Brazil and Mexico Wow. Our school, our school leader is a Brazilian himself. And so the fastest way to, to make an outreach happening with something that you have knowledge of it and uh, regarding the circumstance was Brazil, because he's particularly know the, 
the the leader of the the base where I am at now, Fortaleza. Yeah, wow. And so it was so like that's how we I came the second time to Brazil. I had the second outreach in Brazil, a different part. That's true. So I, I was able to to meet different uh, areas of Brazil, and then I went back to Switzerland. And we on feedback week, we there was someone having uh, giving us a word about how like the crossing of the Jordan, Jordan, how like sometimes everything is already ready, like the waters are are split. Uh, you are on this side. You have your your path ahead of you is free. You can go, but you still have to take the step. If you don't take the step, you will not cross over. And so some of us were, it was saying like some of us probably were not taking or hear from God or taking our next step or like hearing, we are not crossing the river because we were not able to take that step because we had things that were holding uh, us back. And so he asked us to really pray to God and ask him what those things were, like what was uh not allowing you to cross the Jordan. And so I prayed to God and the two things that came to mind was my my desire to do missions in Japan. And the second one was my desire to stay at least one more year in Switzerland and be able to having my Swiss um passport. Because if I lived one more year in Switzerland I could uh, ask for citizenship there and uh, I felt like I should renounce those two things and the moment I pray to renouncing those was the moment I heard God clearly like telling me go back to Brazil and I was like oh shoot <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> opposite of where I want to go but okay I'll do it I was like I was, um like kind of like I don't know you know uh not really a hundred percent willingly to go but at the same time whatever is our will your will be done kind of feeling and so I I started working in really moving and so I went back to Portugal like took care of all my bureaucracy things the papers and uh it was a really good time because I was able to spend with my family and I saw my my sister was pregnant at the time so I still saw my nephew uh, being born and then my brother was also, his wife was also pregnant and so I, I was still able to see my second nephew also <laughs> being born and uh, after spending Christmas with them I was uh, I spent some couple months in Portugal still because the visa was not coming out. And I traveled to Brazil March. So it was kind of one year gap between the decision and really moving to Brazil. But I was sure. I just bought a one-way ticket. I was not planning going back. I didn't know if I would go back. And so that's why I am here. <laughs> And how do you feel your relationship with God has grown or been strengthened since you moved to Brazil? Yeah, some things did, like, change. Like, I don't know. 
I've been learning a lot of uh, depending on him because during my BTS, uh, I had the finances to cover everything. So I was not never worried about that part. And uh, before coming to Brazil, I still had some savings because I was working while I was in Portugal waiting for the papers. I had some part-time job, uh, work from home. And so I was able to save enough and so I was able to live in Brazil for like eight, nine months, like safely with not worrying about those kinds of things. But then the money ran out. And that's where I was, I start to really realize that part of depending on God for everything, even for finances, even though that sometimes that's a kind of a taboo subject in churches and for Christians. I don't know why, but. I always go back to to the time of uh, Israel when they were in the after they conquered the promised land and God had divided the tribes and he said the Levites would not have a territory but they should be supported by the other tribes and so yeah, well, that's like that's like the trying mindset I'm trying to having for myself to trying to like see I'm not living of other people's money. I'm doing at work. I do work. I work uh, eight hours like everyone else. I just don't have a boss, like a, a human boss that is giving me my salary. But I have a God as my boss. And he's the one that will provide for me. And uh, because that's something that we hear often. But I don't think if people don't really go through some this step of life of uh, walking in faith for finances, they will never understand that. And even though I'm still like, sometimes I do struggle with myself about it. Like, I don't want to ask for money because like, I feel bad. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm uh, uh, taking advantage of the people's work, you know? So it's always like a really struggle inside my mind. You know, like when you have the cartoons and there's always this little angel on one side and there's the little devil on one side. <laughs> like I, I have that feeling in my mind <laughs> about it. But God has been faithful. Like when I'm struggling, I don't want to depend on him. I don't have finances for it. But the, the moment I go to him, like I should do. And I do my part as well. I try to. Sometimes it's hard, but like to send the newsletter and all of that and to try to contact people. But the moment I, I do take a step in that regard, as a moment like finances are liberated and I receive like a random donation for someone and I be able to to see that. So that's was this is one thing that I've been growing. And the other thing is like I've been how to call it lately has been harder because we technically uh, in Bible school, we go over the books, we read the books five times, like each book we read it five times. And so wow. you are so into, but for me it has been hard because I feel like I'm obligated to do it. So it's like I'm doing to be able to do the homework, to be able to graduate, you know, that's the feeling I'm having. So I'm not really like feeling like, even when I'm reading and I have to do the application homework, that's the part you, sh you should pray for it and ask God what he's trying to tell you with that book. Like even 
during that time I kind of struggle a bit because I feel like it's too forced like I don't know maybe it's uh, something that God still has to work with my with me in that regard but at the same time I feel like for instance today is my day of I don't want to go near the Bible <laughs> I know this is helpful to say it but that's the feeling I have like I don't want to to see more letters anymore about that about uh, I still try to, I've been trying to find a way to balance everything, to still have uh, my time with God, to still have something. And so one of the things God has been speaking uh, with me uh, is I randomly was invited to another Bible school that's happening online. I got a random message on Instagram. I never watches like, I'm, I'm terrible with social media. But I had this, like, they don't, were not even in my mailbox. They were in the other uh, thingy, the others that normal people that are not your followers. Uh, if they send you a message, they go, I don't know why. I decided to check this. And I had, like, a Japanese girl invite me to a Bible school <laughs> online through Zoom. And I was like, okay, I'm already doing a Bible school. But this is interesting. Let me see, like, what's different about it. And so I signed up for it. And it's been, like, it's just two two days a week on Wednesdays and on, on Sundays and the schedule is good because it doesn't uh, break my own schedule and I've been receiving God's word in a different way and like wow. it's been so enriching because it's been helping me dealing with the bible school format uh, that I'm doing it while I'm and so kind of like I'm trying to learn things from that bible school and still learning things from the other bible school but i was able to find a i don't know a different way of studying the bible as well that is not uh making me see as a obligation thing and i'm trying to really take it step by step uh i'm on my last stretch of the first quarter new testament according to my teachers is the easiest one and so we are we're gonna start in two weeks the new the old testament I'm, please pray for me about that i will need <laughs> yeah i don't know if i was able to answer your question i ramble a lot sorry no it's good i love hearing from other people so that's good and um and everything that you have said today i have no doubt will inspire and bless and encourage people who listen so um yeah that's why i love about these chats is that it's holy spirit led whatever comes out um people feel led to talk about i know will impact people who listen so it's all good it's really encouraging that you um are so uh, open about the process of even just learning learning you know, to keep studying the Bible when it gets hard because the reality is, like, we have supernatural revelations by God about the Bible, you know, as we continue to open ourselves to that. But at the same time, there is a lot of parts of the Bible that can be hard, that can be meaty, that can be time-consuming, you know, and um, it is very hard for our flesh to cope. So, you know, what I really admire what you are doing and that you are continuing your studies, um, you know, and it's going to continue to transform your life because his word is life and 
you know, even now you could probably look back and go, yes, I 100% am not the person I was 10 years ago and I have gone through that process of metamorphosing and it hasn't been comfortable but God's been there and he has helped um, help protect me from amazing, like from the worst part of pain as such. Um, and that's really cool. Um, yeah, you've, I've, I've been blessed by what you've said today too. Like I've been so encouraged by just your, your nuggets of wisdom that you have shared. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. Uh, people at my at my school, like one of my teachers, he was saying like, "You give good sentences to preaching titles," and I was like, "Do I? <laughs> I have no idea, but maybe I can uh, be uh, some sort of I don't know wisdom nuggets uh, and uh, helping people find good titles for their preaching." I was that's I think that's the goal I want to achieve. No, I'm joking, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that's important when you say like Holy Spirit led for sure because uh I know I didn't prepare anything for for tonight I was as you said like it was really chill there's no script and I was like okay let's just go for whatever God puts me in my heart to say and I'll say it and so just like these are not just my words are his words as well and so whatever I said like probably at the end of this call I would not even remember also what I said before so just <laughs> take it as <laughs> as also yeah for sure Holy Spirit led so good is and, there um, anything in particular at the moment that you need prayer for or support in in this moment of your journey yeah so like I said I'm uh, ending my first quarter of, uh, of the Bible school and I want to really go until the end because I'm someone that really has hard times to finish things that I start. And so like the school is supposed to end in December and like this was just the first quarter and like after the two weeks in, I was already uh, ready to give up. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm really like also persevering stubborn and sometimes like when I really put my mind into it I can do it I know I can do it but I do also struggle with a lot of uh, sometimes procrastination and uh, really like let go to tomorrow don't do today I can I can manage and then at the last day of the, the homework and I was like I'm struggling because I still have everything to do so I don't want it to be like that. I really want to enjoy this time and take this time as like a learning time uh, with God. And God called me to do this school. And I know it since I did the first Bible school at YWAM that I should do this school. So this is something I want to, is to be able to really get to the finish line of the SPS. And the second thing is uh, I would ask prayers for is the next step i know maybe it's still early but whenever is god's time to let me know i i'm willing to wait but i think it never hurts to ask prayers for it so i would ask prayers for uh, god to continue to really guide me uh, as he has been doing until now 
and I can be able to figure out what he wants me to do. Because this year at Wyoming Porto Leso was like so year and a half already. And like I felt like God was like give me glimpses of different ministries, like trying to make me uh, get to know other things except of the things that I'm comfortable with. So I work with children and I don't like to work with children. I <laughs> I I was able to stuff like in kitchen. I'm terrible cooker. So I'm like <laughs> I try out everything that I possibly would never choose for myself. And so I felt like like God was teaching me that, like uh, to try to show me, yes, I do have talents, but I can learn more things and just focus on my talents. And so yeah. Uh, and with Bible school is like the the cherry on top of the cake of all the the preparation he has been giving me. So I feel like the time here at this place is ending, but at the same time I want like clarity on it, like what God wants me to do moving forward from here. Yeah, that's how, like the two main points, and for sure the cliche prayers for health for good health for <laughs> good mind for my family and everything else that comes for it how are you um going with your finances for YWAM like do you are you still needing um support yeah or? yeah I do need support because I like I don't have people supporting me monthly I have people that once in a while give me donations so I have been surviving with one-time donations and sometimes my dad does help me a lot, but I don't want to like be like too dependent on on him. But I was able to raise enough for paying off of the school, but I still needing finances for nine more modules. And so it's like each module is around. Uh, I did the math through the let me convert into dollars. Is around thirty thirty five dollars per module, and okay. so so like it seems like really cheap, but for me in Brazil, life in Brazil, <laughs> when you like it, could. and then for my monthly fees at the base, I normally would need like I don't know monthly, I would need like at least a hundred to one hundred one hundred fifty dollars per month to be able to pay my my fees and for food and everything else. But like I said, I just randomly get a donation for some amount and I'm able to pay my debts, but then I don't have anything else for, for moving forward. So that's, that's yeah, that's it. Absolutely relying on God. I feel like a lot of people yeah. who go to YWAM experience that. It's like that complete dependence. Um, and it's a crazy place to be in because that's when you fully experience you know, when you literally are mm -hmm. living in a place you're not born in, away from family, in a whole new community, and you literally, you know, okay, God's called me there, so now God has to provide. And he is always faithful to fulfill that. And mm -hmm. it's exciting how he does that. And, um, yeah, I have no doubt he will continue to provide. But I would love to... Um, to love to place a link or something with this podcast if you're open to it so that if people feel led yeah. to give, they can they can give to um, the school for you? For sure. I, If you want, I 
I I didn't made, uh, write my new newsletter, but I have the March newsletter that has all the details. Oh, yeah. um, it can, I can send you the link of that newsletter. But yeah. if and anything else is also there's a my Instagram page and has the link tree with some links that people can check out. Cool. But I will send it to you. Sounds good. And I'll just add them onto the description of this episode so people can click it if they want to and can check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Share. I'm going to share on WhatsApp for you. It's easier. Yeah, no worries. Uh, well, can I yeah. pray for you before we wrap up? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. God, I thank you for Noemi. I thank you for the beautiful, mighty woman of God that you have created her to be. I thank you that from the very beginning you were with her and you are with her now. Through everything she's been through, her roller coaster ride with you, Lord, I thank you that um, you never left her and you never abandoned her. And even in the moments where she got scared or she ran away, Lord, you were still with her and Uh, watching over her and you protected her from death and brought her into a brand new life where she could um, do mighty things for your glory. Lord, we just thank you for um, for strength and vitality, for health, for abundant provision, for your favour surrounding Noemi as a shield. Thank you for an open heart where she said yes to step into a place that her flesh may not have wanted to go, but through this You have uh, revealed yourself to her more and more and you have grown her um, into into a a Noemi that she never thought she would ever become and there's still more to come and we just thank you for this. We thank you for your abundant provision financially for all that's happening next with Noemi, with her school, with what happens after this school, Lord Jesus. We just thank you that you will always make a way. We thank you for the beautiful light that Noemi is and for all the things that she's doing that might seem small but actually massive things that are having impacts in people's lives Lord, and, and changing them, changing the projection of their lives forever just because she is choosing to reflect your love and say yes um, in ways that that you were calling her to. Um, yeah, we just thank you for this time. We thank you that we've been able to connect and catch up and we just thank you for um, all the exciting things ahead. And, um, yeah, we just pray that this episode blesses people who listen to it and that um, there would be a beautiful fruit of harvested fruit from this episode and from Noemi's life for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ruth. It's been awesome to catch up. And, um, yeah, I'll definitely connect with you soon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to connect. I know that it it is a sacrifice out of people's day to connect, but um, I appreciate it. And I know that everyone who listens will deeply uh, appreciate you sharing your journey with us today too. Um, I have no no doubt that it's going to really inspire and impact people's lives. And, um, yeah, I have no doubt that there is still more incredible things to come for you on your journey too. Thank you so much, Ruth. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I, it was, how to call it? Like, this was an opportunity I was not expecting it. And 
but I really appreciate that uh, you reach out to me and it's something that I have been like do you remember during BTS when I was used to say I hate chair so it's something that I've been working and one of the challenge I, I made to myself was every time someone asked me to share that I do share so wow. like, thank you so much that you were someone that provide that uh, opportunity for me as well to to work around uh, this thank you <laughs> well enjoy the rest of your night um i'm gonna go get ready to go to church now in the morning because <laughs> time zones oh. are weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> enjoy your service thank you well god bless and uh, yeah catch up again very soon okay ta-ta bye-bye <laughs> Wow, what an amazing story uh, Noemi shared with us today about her journey of encountering Jesus and the wonderful journey he's taken her on from, um, yeah, from a life of running away and pain that almost led to death to a full, complete turnaround of a life of surrender that has led her not only to go overseas and, um, and yeah, answer that call of international ministry, but also be able to encounter Jesus more and more in her everyday life because she surrendered and said yes and is now able to grow on that relationship and see the fruit of that um, that intimate relationship with God pouring out of her life and impacting the people around her not only from Switzerland um, and Portugal but now even Brazil as she's yeah as she's living there and I have no doubt she will continue to Uh, be given opportunities to go to the ends of the world to continue to bless and encourage and lead and inspire people for the glory of God. If you do feel on your heart to give to Noemi's school course financially or even just check out her current newsletter, um, the links will be connected to this episode. So feel free to check that out. Of course, there is no obligation to give. It's only if you feel led. Um, And if not, that's okay too. But thank you for checking in today. And yeah and hearing Noemi's story. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have been abundantly blessed by this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time. This is Ruth Turner signing out.